Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. If life had a second edition... Oh, how I would correct the proofs. So sighs the poet. And I'm sure most of us would agree. Yet, if by some accident or miracle, call it what you will, the book of your life could be reprinted, would the pages show the same mistakes? Who knows? Who can really say for sure? Chloe, that dame, she goes for you. Hit her up for some dough. No. Joe, Joe, we got nothing left to drink. Go see that dame. She'll give you a couple of bucks. No. I'm not like you. I'm not a bum. I was a cop. A detective first grade. One of the top men in the department. Yeah. And I'm going to be back up there again one day. You just wait and see. mystery drama, Gate 27, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Fred Gwynn. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Working hard, there's no denying. Do your best, you keep on trying. So take a break, that's satisfying. You and Maxwell House. So pour a cup, enjoy the flavor. The taste is always true. Maxwell House has a taste, a feeling that no other coffee can give you. Because Maxwell House is always good to the last Hey, what's the holdup? This isn't rush hour. Haven't you heard? Cousins is having their half-off sale. You mean all this traffic is heading for Cousins? If you were at Cousins' half-off sale last year, you'd understand. It's unbelievable. Practically everything is 50% off and more. Suits, sport coats, sweaters, outerwear, dress shirts, you name it. You mean to tell me that those great-looking fashions from Adolfo, LeBaron, Tassini, Lou Miles are at least a half-off? Now you know why everyone's in such a hurry. Designer three-piece suits that were $295 are now $147.50. $450 the Baron suits are now $225. Ola Cassini suede front sweaters that were $125 are now $49. And get this, Cousins $145 all-weather trench coat is now $69. <laughs> At those prices, I can get an entire winter and year-round wardrobe. All right, fella, take it easy. Don't you realize Cousins is having their annual half-off sale? Cousins clothes, 11 and a half mile in Southfield and Lathrop Village. And Cousins big and tall store, 11 mile in Southfield and Lathrop Village. What did the philosopher say 
He that is not handsome at twenty, strong at thirty, rich at forty, nor wise at fifty, shall then never be handsome, strong, wise, or rich. Our story will tell of Joe Driscoll, who has just arrived at his 50th birthday, and at this point has none of those attributes. However, let the tale be told by a man who knows Joe Driscoll better than anyone else, Detective Lieutenant Frank Rulbach. The fact is, at the time you were discussing there, Joe Driscoll was a bum. A down-and-out drunk who just drifted around. Every morning you'd see him in Grand Central Station, here in New York, at the height of the commuter rush hour. And he'd usually shape up in front of Gate 27 on the upper level. The railway cops were always ready to give him the bum's rush. Hey, you. Keep moving. I'm... I'm not doing anything. Start walking. I guess you could say it's the standard morning ritual. Both of them know it. After a while, the cop has other fish to fry, and Joe is left in relative peace. But by now, most of the incoming crowd has already walked away from Gate 27. Only a few stragglers are coming up the stairs. One is an elderly, grim-looking, hatchet-faced man... A most unpromising prospect. <laughs> but beggars can't be choosers. Mister, could you spare a phone? Get lost, you filthy animal. And now there's only one more person coming up the stairway. A lady. As a rule, Joe is not a mall buzzer. That's a guy who works on women. With some of them, all you have to do is open your mouth and they scream. But this one looks to be somewhere in her 40s, nicely dressed in a blue suit, and she has a smile on her face. Excuse me, uh, ma'am. Yes? What is it? Could you spare 50 cents for a cup of coffee? 50 cents for a cup of coffee? Never realized how inflation must be hitting your business, too. Uh, coffee, I remember it used to be a dime, even a nickel. What could a nickel possibly buy today, do you think? Nothing. Mm, a dime? Uh, maybe a phone call. If you had a dime, is there anyone you'd want to call? No. You know something? I happen to have a dime, but there's no one I could call up either. <laughs> well, uh, 50 cents, you said. You're not really going to buy a cup of coffee with it, are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, sure. Tell me, can you actually get a bottle of whiskey for 50 cents? No. But, you know, 50 cents here, 50 cents there, it adds up. And how many 50-cent pieces have you made so far this morning? None. Ah. Well, then, we'd better get you started. Here? Oh, say, say thank you. I, I appreciate that. And that's how it began. Each morning, he'd wait for her to come up the stairway at gate 27. And each morning, there she'd be in her smart blue dress. And each morning, she'd smile at him cheerfully and say... Hello, dear. Here you are. Oh, say, thank you. Uh, I, I appreciate that. She'd hand him something, change or a dollar bill, and she'd walk away. And that was the extent of it. She never asked him his name or why he was on the bum. She 
She never suggested that he try to reform. She just smiled and handed over the money. Later in the day, he'd be sitting in the park with a crony. They'd be drinking. Something was happening inside him. Something that he thought had been long dead. Here you are, Joe. Huh? Uh, what's, what's that? It's your turn. Oh. <coughs> it's, it's... <laughs> it's your bottle. I don't want any. What do you mean? You don't want any? Just what I said. Oh, okay. More for me. Joe. Huh? Why don't you want any? I'm gonna... Quit drinking. Yeah? That's good. <laughs> I wish I could quit. Why are you gonna quit? Because of her. A game? Yeah. Well, that's something new. I heard of guys who start drinking because of a game, but to quit? Who's the game? I don't know. You mean you, you ain't even met her yet? No, 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 no. I met her. You met her? <laughs> you don't know who she is. Yeah. I, I feel I want to talk to her. <laughs> but how can I talk to her? What can I say to her? Harry, look at me. I'm just a bum. You want a drink? My face, my, my clothes, I'm filthy. Oh, yeah, sure, I'm all right, just as somebody she could be sorry for, but... <laughs> for her to take me serious, uh, uh, seriously, as a person, as a, as, as a guy, uh, you, you know what I mean, Harry? You sure you don't want any more of this? But here's what I have to do. I, I have to quit drinking. Harry, are you listening to this? Huh? And then I have to get cleaned up. Got a job. I don't, I don't think I could get back in the police department anymore, but there's plenty of jobs. Right, Harry? Anything you say, Joe. Yeah, and, and then, Harry, listen to this. I'll get my own place. A car. Some good clothes. You, you, uh, you know, and one morning, I'll show up at gate 27. And I'll say to her, hey, listen, let me buy you some breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, Harry. That's what I'm gonna do. What do you say to that, huh? You want a drink? Harry, I said no. This is it. No! And every afternoon he'd sit there in the park. And every afternoon he'd bravely make the resolution. But as the shadows lengthened and dusk gradually enveloped the city, his resolve would falter and then weaken and finally collapse. You want a drink, Joe? Joe? Yeah. Yeah, Harry. Hand it over. And when night would fall, he'd find a doorway or an alley or... If he had the price, one of the flop houses, he could barely afford a bowl of soup. But at least dreams were free. You didn't have to pay for them or work for them. You could have any dream you wanted as long as you wished for it. 
And it is dr- And the witnesses say he was reaching for his gun. They saw his hands move, so they thought he was going for his gun. But you see, I knew better. I knew he was going to raise him high in the air. How? How did you know? I could see it in his eyes. He was scared. He didn't want to die. I could see it in his eyes. But I shot him anyhow. Why, Joe? Why did you shoot him? Because of her. Who? Florence. My wife, Florence. Oh. You were married? Yeah. I loved her. Even though everyone told me about her. What did everyone tell you? Oh, things I wouldn't believe. I'm sorry. Yeah. Then one day I came home when I wasn't supposed to. When I wasn't expected. And I caught him. In my own house. I caught her with him. With whom? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) If I'd come home earlier a different day, it would have been somebody else. Well, I turned around, walked out of the room. Out of the house. You did the right thing. No. No, it was wrong. I should have killed her. Why? Well, because I had to kill somebody. I had to get rid of all that anger. (laughs) Well, that night I ran into Lou Follette. I said to myself, somebody has to pay for this. And you're going to pay for it, Lou Follett. That's why I killed him. Because I was afraid to kill her. Florence. I was afraid to kill my wife, Florence. But everyone said you had no choice but to shoot Lou Follett. I don't care what everyone said. All I know is that night I went out and I... I started to drink, and I didn't stop for five years. That is until I met you. Now I don't have to drink anymore. Because I met you. And I love you. You love me? Yes. I love you. I... I knew it the... The moment we met. So did I. But... When I think of what I must have looked like... I didn't notice any of that. (laughs) How could you miss it? I looked into your eyes. I fell in love with your eyes. I love you. But, you know, I don't know anything about you. What do you want to know? Everything. Tell me everything. I don't even know your name. What's your name? Wait. Wait, wait. Don't go. Where are you going? What's what's happened to you? Where where did you go? I didn't go no place, Joe. Where where did you go? I'm here, Joe. Are you okay, Joe? Are you okay? Harry, where 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 did you go? No, 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 Joe, you, you was dreaming, dreaming. No, 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 Harry, no, you were so real. Listen, Joe, there's one thing about you, you could, you could sleep anywhere. The, the, the two of us, we were sitting there together. It's morning, Joe. The bottle's empty. We gotta get another one. She was about to tell me her name. Oh, why do I always wake up when she's about to tell me her name? Joe, you know the game you told me about? The one in Grand Central that always starts you off with 50 cents or a buck. You want to go there? Hit her up again, Joe? No. 
she's a pushover. I don't want to see her again. Oh, Joe. I don't want to see her again until I'm ready for You're it. You're ready now. You ain't got a dime. Go over to Grand Central. See if maybe you can hit her up for more in the box. Harry, I'm not going to take another dime from her as long as I live. Do you understand? Joe, 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 let go of me. I'm not like you. Harry, you listen to me? I'm not a bum. Uh, uh, yeah, sure, sure. I'm not a bum. I was a cop. A detective first grade. One of the top men in the department. And, and I'm going to be back up there again, Harry. You just wait and see. Bold words, strong words. But even as he spoke, he was already headed toward the terminal and trapped 27. He waited till the stream of incoming commuters brushed by him. Finally, there she was, wearing the same blue suit, the same sunny smile. Hello there. Here you are. And she pressed the coins into his hand. She kept walking, and the great escalator took her up into the Pan Am building and out of sight. And he stood there, and suddenly he was in the dark. Because the light had just gone out. He was in the dark. And his eyes were filling with tears. His heart would be breaking if it hadn't already been broken five years before. Where does a man move when he has no place to go? When the light of hope is finally gone out and he is surrounded by the eternal darkness. Well, if he's a character in one of our stories, he can move on to the second act. Where it is to be hoped, things will get better. Can't see the difference between the letters B and D. He won't stop talking for five minutes. Why won't she behave at school? He won't sit still. My child tries so hard, why can't he learn? He can't distinguish his right hand from his left. Why can't you remember how to tie your shoes? He's impossible to live with. This is Pat Collins for the Foundation for Children with Learning Disabilities. These frequent complaints of parents can actually be symptoms of a child with learning disability. Problems in language and math, lack of coordination, disorganization and hyperactivity are just a few indications of this problem. The keys to helping a child with a learning disability are early detection and special teaching. For further information on recognizing learning disabilities and to receive a free copy of Their World, a publication of FCLD, Write LD, Box 2929, Grand Central Station, New York, 10163. By now, everybody knows that Falvey, the most reliable name in automobiles, is Toyota. Oh, Because Falvey, in the Troy Motor Mall, still maintains the widest selection of Toyota cars and trucks. And because Falvey is price competitive on Toyota, Falvey has quickly become one of the largest Toyota dealers. Falvey of Troy in the Troy Motor Mall. But that's not all. Right there in the Troy Motor Mall, 500 feet away, Falvey is also Volkswagen. Think about it. Is Volkswagen fuel efficient? Does Falvey have a wide selection? And most important, is Falvey price competitive on Volkswagen? Answer, Falvey does it again. Volkswagen, Troy in the Troy Mall.
Uh, hello, this is Bob Newhart. You, you say you've insulated your doghouse. Uh-huh. Uh, and you wonder if you can take a deduction on your income tax. Listen, I, I think you have the wrong number. Yeah, you, uh, you want the public library. The library, right. They'll, they'll answer any of any questions at all, you can call. I'm the library. The library, right. So you, you just call them and, and ask them any question and... What's, what's that? Golly, I, I don't know if penguins can sing. I, I, I don't know who invented applesauce. Uh, listen, I, I think you want the public library. The library. Oh, I've, I think penguins can, can hum a little. Don't, don't mention it. If you have any questions at all, you can call on the library. You can call. A public service message at the American Library Association and your local library. While there's life, there's hope, said a number of poets, including Terence Cicero and Oliver Goldsmith. Therefore, I am encouraged to say it too. A poem should be like a mathematical equation, both sides in balance. Which means we can also say that while there's hope, there's life. I'm sure that Detective Lieutenant Frank Ruhlbach, who is telling our story, would agree. Sure, sure. Hope. You'd be surprised, or would you, at how many people there are in the world who have no hope at all. Who've given up on everything, even dreams. It's getting light, Joey. Yeah. Yeah, we better blow. When the janitor comes down the cellar for the garbage cans, he'll throw us out. Okay. Uh, maybe he'll call the cops, which should it be even worse. Yeah. Huh. Sure. Hey, look at it outside. It's gonna be a nice day. Huh? You, uh, didn't sleep last night, did you? No. I noticed. Weeks. You ain't been sleeping. You hungry? No. Joey, I got to have a drink. I know, Harry. I, I can't wait all morning. Go to the station. This, this, this dame. Hit her up for a buck. At least we can get a bottle of wine. I'll meet you in the park. And Joe Driscoll walked as quickly as he could to Grand Central Station. He waited there at track 27, upper level. He stood there in the middle of the rush of the incoming commuters, waiting for her. Suddenly, the stairway was empty. He could see down to the platform, and it was deserted. There was no sign of her. He stood there, and he didn't know what to do. You're here again, huh? No matter how many times I tell you to beat it, you keep coming back. Officer. Now move along, huh? But she hasn't come up the stairs yet. Move! She comes every morning, officer. Why didn't she show up today? Something must have happened to her. She wasn't on the train. On what train? Who wasn't on the train? Uh, uh, this lady. How would you know a lady? I'm, uh, I, I know her very well. Yeah? What's her name? I... I don't know her name, but she's kind. 
and and she's sweet and 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 she believes in me sure sure i believe in you too now just move along huh but she's on the train every morning officer why wasn't she on it today oh the lady i've been telling you about the lady whose name you don't know the lady who don't exist all right now baby but something must have happened to her Maybe you could go where she lives. Harry, how many times have I told you I don't know where she lives? Well, well could, you, could you look her name up in the phone book? Harry, I don't know her name. Joe, we just can't sit here all day. What could have happened to her? What's the difference? Harry, she's in trouble. Oh, everybody's in trouble. Whole world's in trouble. Why wasn't she on that train this morning? Joe, we, we can't sit here all day. Please, please, Harry, I have to think. About what? Just let me alone, will you? Let me think. He sat there all day and all night. And for the first time in weeks, he was able to dream. He was able to dream about her. Joe? Is... Is that you? Yes, Joe. I... I can't see you. Where are you? Where are you? I can't see you either. You weren't on the train. I know. Where were you? Joe, I need you. Help me. Help me, Joe. How... How can I help you? Please. I love you. Help me. How? What can I do? I'm... I'm nothing. Nobody. Don't say that. It's... It's true. I'm just a bum. You're not... You're not. No. Just look at me. I am looking at you. I see a man of strength, of character, of courage. No, 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 no. It isn't true anymore. It's true if you want it to be. Do you want it to be? Try, Joe. Try. I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. I'll help you. But first you must... You have to help me. I need you. Please, come to me. Where are you? Come to me. How can I find you? You can find me. How? Aren't you Joseph O'Dowell Driscoll, one of the top detectives in the department? I... I, I'll find you. I'll find you. Joe. Joe. Oh, Joe, Uh, wake up, wake up. Huh? What? (laughs) Joe, you've been dreaming again. You've been dreaming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That morning, I think I got the shock of my life. I was sitting at my desk, and I looked up, and there was this grimy-faced, ragged bum standing there. How'd he get in here, anyhow? Don't you recognize me, Frank? I, uh... No, I guess you don't. It's me. Joe. Joe? Joe Driscoll. Oh, Joe. How how are you, Joe? You can see how I am, Frank. Uh, How how are things? Things couldn't be worse. Uh, Joe, if if you need a couple of bucks... Frank, I need more than a couple of bucks. Oh, oh, I... I need a bath. I need a shave. Need a haircut. Frank, I have to borrow a suit of your clothes. You've got to help me. Yeah, okay. I have to find her. She needs me. Who? 
this girl. Uh, uh, no, this woman. This, this wonderful woman. And he told me about her. He told me everything I've told you so far. I listened. I really didn't know what to think anymore, I suppose, than you do. After all, what can you say to a man like Joe Driscoll? Maybe Joe, maybe she's got another job. No, no. Which could mean she doesn't commute anymore. No. Well, maybe she takes an earlier train. No. A later train. No. Why do you keep saying no? Because I don't think so. Why don't you think so? Because she's in trouble. Well, maybe she's on vacation. I don't think so. Look, maybe she got married and she doesn't have to go to work anymore. I don't think so. Why do you keep saying I don't think so? Because I know she's in trouble. How do you know? Because I'm still a cop, Frank. I, I still have a policeman's instinct. I know she's in a jam. I, I, I just know it. That's all. Okay. Well, what do you want me to do about it? Find her. How? First, Frank, I have to get cleaned up. Can you take me home with you? <laughs> I took the morning off. We went to my place. It's a good thing my wife was out working. After about an hour in the bathtub and with a razor, he didn't look too bad. When he put on one of my suits, he even looked presentable. See this, Frank? Yeah, it's your ID card from the department. Yeah, I had to turn in the shield, but I always kept this. I may have to use it to find her. Uh, Joey, you can get into trouble for impersonating a cop. But I am a cop, Frank. Even if I'm not still with the department at this time, I'm a cop. I can never stop being a cop. Is that how you feel, really? Yeah, yeah. I do. Look, Frank, I have to get moving. I have to find her. It's been two days. Oh, wait a minute, Joe. For what? Please, ask yourself a question. Ask yourself, does she exist? What do you mean, does she exist? Well, does she? Sure she does. Maybe she does, but only in your mind. Frank, I'm not crazy. No, of course not. But you've had a bad time. You lost everything. You gave up everything. You became a drifter. Look, Frank. Something the... inside you said, no, this can't go on. Joe Driscoll is not going to be a bum for the rest of his days. Joe Driscoll is going to make a comeback. I, I, I'm so glad you feel it. And, and you're going to make good. I know it. So this woman, you, you don't need her anymore. How can you say that? Well, you needed her in the beginning. You needed her, the, the idea of her to, to wake you up. But you're all right now. You can make it on your own. Frank, are you trying to tell me this girl is only in my imagination? Isn't she, Joe? Isn't she? Is she or isn't she? For five years, Joe Driscoll has been a drifter and an alcoholic. Has a mysterious woman inspired him to return to society? Or is it his own innate sense of right and wrong which is making itself felt? Remember, we have only seen and heard this lady through Joe Driscoll's senses. 
Who is to say that it all hasn't been inspired by the bottle? Of course, that's why we have a third act. Weekdays on CBS Television. Don't miss your favorite daytime dramas. Follow the continuing stories of people loving, hurting, and needing each other. Their lives changing every day, full of turmoil and triumph on The Young and the Restless. Then, it's romantic intrigue and hidden desires on As the World Turns. Be sure to watch The Young and the Restless and As the World Turns, weekdays on CBS Television. True Value Hardware Stores hope you never have a problem starting your car this winter. But just in case, be prepared with the Carroll Cable 12-foot 10-gauge booster cable set, just $6.88 as their January hardware value of the month. Hi, Pat Summerall to say it features solid copper contacts and cables for reliable starts, plus rugged steel clamps with heavy-duty springs for durability. And this premium Carroll Cable 12-foot booster cable set is just $6.88 while supplies last at participating True Value Hardware Stores and Home Centers. They say their product is the highest quality. But how can I be sure? Well, they say it's a great value. Well, how will I know until I try it, and then it'll be too late? Well, there is another way. A way to stop buying blind and start buying smart. Read Consumer Reports. Consumer Reports tests and rates thousands of things you shop for. Foods, home care products, appliances, automobiles, and much more. Millions of Americans read Consumer Reports magazine every month for reliable brand name ratings. Oh, Consumer Reports, of course. My neighbor's been subscribing for years. Now you can, too. Just phone toll-free 1-800-528-6600 for 11 issues of Consumer Reports, plus the big 1982 buying guide, plus the 1983 buying guide when published, plus the 383-page health and drugs guidebook. All that usually costs $29, but now it's only $14. Call right away. Was that one 800-528-6600? Right. 1-800-528-6600. Don't get taken. Get Consumer Reports. Who was it that first called it the Demon Rum? Certainly the name is apt, even if it so happens that it isn't the same demon for everyone. For some, it's a demon that can spin an entire universe of gossamer fantasy. For others, the demon creates a shadow world that seems so real, so logical, so wonderful. Ask yourself, Joe, does she really exist? Yes, Frank, she does. Okay. You don't believe that? Sure, Joe, sure. I believe it. Well, I don't care if you do or, or if you don't. I believe it. Help me get started. Will you, Frank? Uh, Joe, listen, I, I don't know how good this is going to be for you. Please, Frank, help me. Joe, I want to see you come back and I'll do everything I can to help you. Then do what I ask you. What? I told you what. Just help me get started. Uh, how do I begin, Frank? Uh, you see, I've been away a long time and my mind isn't working the way it used to. Uh, what's the first thing I do? Well, there could be a perfectly reasonable and logical explanation why this woman... That is, if she exists... Well, please, Frank, we're past all that. She exists and she's in a jam. Now, how do I get started? Okay. Let's go to the scene of the crime. Uh... 
This is where she'd come up from. Yeah, gate 27. Uh, she's about 40, Frank. Five feet seven, weighs, I'd say, 130. Brown hair, brown eyes, oval-shaped face. Wears blue, blue dress, or a blue suit. Hmm. The lady in blue. Yeah, she always makes this train that gets in here around 8 o'clock. Now, first thing you have to do is find out where this train comes from. Train number 8217 starts at New Haven. Makes 11 stops before Grand Central. Brings in close to 1,000 people. Joey? Okay, okay, so we're getting somewhere. Where? Well, we know she has to get aboard on one of those 11 stations. Oh, sure. Well, what are we going to do? Ask every one of those 1,000 people? Uh, do you know a woman about 40 who wears blue? Right, we don't have time. She's in trouble. I know it. And I have to get to her fast. Uh, look, there has to be a way to cut through all of this. You're too smart a cop, or you used to be, to believe you can break a case in 15 minutes. Frank, I can't get rid of this feeling. We don't have time. But time is what a cop needs. Time and patience and shoe leather. You know that, Joe. We can't ask a thousand people. <laughs> My point, exactly. But... You don't have to ask a thousand. How many people are in each car? Well, I don't know. Eighty, a hundred, maybe? Huh. I think I got something. Yeah, what? The car she rides in. Well, it doesn't have to be the same one every day. But it is. Yeah, it is. How do you know? Listen, Frank. Here's how it was. I'd be at this gate, right? The train would come in... And a whole mob of people would come up the stairs. And you know where she'd be? No. At the very tail end. She and this old hatchet-faced guy. <laughs> who looks like a hanging judge from one of those old western movies. Yeah, the two of them would be the last one up the stairs. So what does that tell you? I don't know, Joe. It means they come from the end of the platform. And that they had to be riding in the last car. That's not bad, Joe. Not bad. Yeah, so, we don't have to talk to the whole train. The conductor who covers the last car, he'd know. He'd see her every day. Well, that doesn't mean he'd know her. I mean, know her name or anything about her. Yeah, but he'd know where she gets on. Which one of those 11 stops. And then we would know where she lives. Uh-huh. So we wait till tomorrow morning when the train comes in. We ask the conductor on the last car. But, but, well, we can't wait till tomorrow. Why not? Because we don't have time. Frank, I'm trying to tell you. She needs me now. Well, what is that we can do? Maybe we can find their conductor. Now? Joe, look, I, I gotta get maybe, back. Uh, maybe he's got a layover till his next trip. Uh, oh, Frank, where do those train crews hang out? Uh... It's okay. It's okay. I can take it from here. You looking for me? I'm a uh, police detective. Uh, you the conductor on the last car of train 8217? Well, I'm not the conductor. I'm Mr. Brakeman. But uh, you work the last car? Yeah. 
Hey, what's this about? I'm due on number 1212. I'm filling in for a pal. I, I got to be on the platform in five minutes. Uh, listen, on the last car of this train, every morning there's a lady. Uh, would you happen to remember her? Mister, you got the idea how many ladies were on that train? Uh, this one has brown hair, brown eyes. Yeah, that's my type. Uh, about 40. That's yeah, just about the right age. Yeah, and she dresses in blue. Oh, oh, yeah, that's the bee lady. The what? The bee lady. She raises bees. How do you know? Well, she told me. She raises bees. She makes a, a, you know, a special kind of honey. Because these are very special bees. I understand they're dangerous. But that's what makes the honey. Anyhow, she comes in every morning to call on her, on her honey customers. Oh, what's her name? Well, how would I know her name? Uh, do you know where she gets on? Yeah. Sometimes I see her running for the train. I hold it for her. Hey, what's wrong? Well, why do you say something's wrong? Well, the past two days she hasn't been on the train. And now the cops are asking about her. And you're trying to tell me nothing's wrong? Where does she get on the train? Station called Eastport, six miles out of New Haven. Help you? Yeah, I'm uh, Sergeant Driscoll, New York Police. I'm Sergeant Summers. How can I help you? I'm looking for a woman. Uh, about 40, brown hair, brown eyes, oval face, dresses in blue. Oh, come on. I could describe a great many women. In the morning, when she makes it, she gets on the 658 to Grand Central. Oh, that doesn't give me anything to go on. You wouldn't happen to know her name. That's what I'm trying to find out. Uh, offhand, that description doesn't strike a note, huh? Well, I'll tell you. Used to be a little town. Everybody knew everybody else. But now there's so many new people. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I understand she keeps bees. Bees? Yeah. Well, I don't know. We got all kinds of folks, all kinds of hobbies. I understand it's more than a hobby. It's a business. A business, you say? Yeah, she sells the honey. What do you want it for, Sergeant? Um, let's say, let's just say it's personal. Okay, okay. Only thing I can tell you, walk around town, ask at the stores, you might run into a friend of hers. I don't think she has any. No friends? No, I, I don't think she knows very many people. Why do you think that? Oh, because of something I remember she said to me. She said, uh... You know, I happen to have a dime, but there's no one I could call up either. What was that again? Yeah, it's not going to help. Well, look, all I can say to you, ask around. Somebody might know her. Yeah, but the trouble is that could take time, and I don't have time. Well, I wish I could help you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, wait. She doesn't sell honey in this town, but she makes it here. Which means, doesn't she have to have some kind of certificate or permit? Let me uh, check it out with the town clerk. Aviary. There's a listing for a Mrs. Louise Hastings. Mrs.? She's uh, described as a widow, place of business and residence, Frog Hollow Road. Uh, where's that? Oh, boy, that's in the boonies. Yeah, well, uh, how can I get there? You could never find it. Tell you what, Detective Driscoll. Let me give you a lift. Like this for solitude, huh? Yeah. Hey, there's a car. She has to be home. Yeah. Place is quiet. That's all you've got up here. Quiet. 
Yeah, but it's too quiet. Uh, Louise? Louise? I don't think there's anybody here. Let's ring the bell. Doesn't sound like there's anybody home. Yeah, but the car's here. Where, where would she go without a car? Huh. Hey, the door's open. Louise, look. Look at her. Louise. She, uh... Help me lift her up. Okay. She's holding the phone in her hand. Look, see? She picked it up and pulled the extension cord out of the socket. What happened? Here, here, set her down on the couch. All right. She's breathing. Yeah, but it's shallow. Weak. What happened to her? I don't know. There's no sign of any assault. No, the whole place is in order. You better plug in that phone and get a doctor, quick. Louise. Louise. Oh, 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 it's you, you. Yeah, 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 it's me, Louise. I knew you would come. I knew. What, what happened to you? What happened? What happened, Doctor? What happened? She shouldn't be fooling around with bees, especially the kind she messes with out there now. Uh, I guess it's a living. Yeah, but what happened, Doctor? One of those bees stung her. She went into what's known as anaphylactic shock. Comes from having a protein allergy. Good, strong bee bite. You can go into shock, create other complications, and you can die. But how is she? Well, we got to her in time. Just in time. She was going out. Will she be all right? I think so, but somebody's going to have to take care of her. She lives out here like a hermit. Oh, don't worry, Doctor. Somebody will take care of her. Who? Me. Uh, can I go in and see her now? Of course. Hello, Louise. Hello. Who are you? I waited for you. At gate 27. For the past two days. Oh, it's you. I kept dreaming you would come. I kept dreaming you needed me. Louise, are we both awake now? What's your name? Joe. Joe. Oh, yes, Joe. We're both awake now. I think. Cast your bread upon the waters, the book tells us. One good deed deserves another. The basic, the most elementary principles of life. And consider all these rules of brotherhood and charity were formulated by the ancient peoples. Why? Perhaps in those times they understood that charity not only aids the receiver, but also enriches the giver. And it forms a common bond for all humanity. I shall be back shortly. Hi, I'm Landon Saunders. And you know, it's the little things that get you down. 
You wake up in the morning feeling pretty good, but the kids are sick or noisy or messy or all three. Or the traffic's bad. Your job's no better. Your boss is grouchy. Your co-worker's lazy. Your bills mount up and you feel tension that you didn't have before. And you become morose, depressed. Maybe you have three, four, five days like this in a row and you don't know what to do. Well, I've got a few suggestions that I think will help you cope with that depression. Here's one idea. Decide not to let your depression dehumanize you. You're a person, a very special and valuable person. Nothing or no one can change that. And you don't have to react in any other way. Your depression is never bigger than you are, and it's generally not fatal. If you'd like a copy of my depression plan, it's free. Just put the word depression on a postcard and send it to me at this address. Heartbeat, Hartford, Connecticut, 06142. This is Heartbeat. We see them everywhere, the ragtag members of that aimless army of the hopeless, the homeless, the defeated. They drift through the streets and the public buildings of every town and city. Or perhaps we don't see them. Perhaps we try to look past them or around them or through them. Is it because they make us feel so nervous, frightened, guilty? How hard it is to be thy brother's keeper. Our cast included Fred Gwynn, Kerry Keene, Court Benson, and Bernard Grant. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. We thought you were on the ocean. I was. Well, what happened? Didn't you like it? I liked the water. I kept hoping I'd see a whale or some dolphins, but I never did. I guess they live out further where it's deeper. I don't know. Anyway, no whales, no dolphins, so I took the next boat back from Newfoundland. And here I am. Why didn't you let us know? I didn't think of it. We'd have met you. I took the hackney coach from the station. Had a little trouble with the front door. But you haven't... Well, we're coming up to the midnight hour now, and here are some of the top headline stories we'll be following. Tonight's Super Bowl pub crawl ends in tragedy for two. I'm Gary Baumgarten, and I'll have a live report upcoming. And more automotive layoffs loom over the city this evening. Rob Marr will have details on that story. From Weather Command, it's going to be uh, very cold. Explain that. Oh, my dear, it's preposterous. Are you planning?